Good afternoon, guys. What's going on? Um, so for today, it's just going to be me, Alex, Yvonne, Kobe, and Roman. They're going to be out today. And the reason behind this is because we want to start um, like saying our own testimonies. So each personal uh, story about us, right? So next week, you'll probably hear about Yvonne. And then the following week, you'll probably hear about Kobe and so on and so forth. Um, and lucky you guys. You guys are hearing about me this week. And also, I wanted to mention why we didn't record last week. Um, to be 100% honest, we weren't ready for the uh, topic that we were going to be talking about, uh, which was... Um, uh, shit, I forgot what, it's, what it was about. Um, oh yeah, Crimes. We're, we're going to talk about crime scenes, and we weren't ready for that. Um, we didn't do any research. Um, nobody really did anything. And we just saw that it was going to be really boring because nobody wants to hear about um, shit that happened in the past, um, like crimes in the past. Um, so I, I just said, yeah, it's... We shouldn't talk about this. We should instead talk about something else. But in trying to find a good topic for that, we ended up wasting the whole day and we ended we didn't record. So that's kind of on us. Um, sorry about that. If any of you guys were expecting a podcast that week, probably not. But, you know, we're here now. Or at least I'm here now. And, yeah, so let's let's get to it. Um, so, I, I guess I could start off with my parents, uh, my mom, Blanca Corona, uh, she was born in Colima, and my dad, uh, Victor Montano, he was born in Nayarit. Uh, both of them, they met, I think, in Guadalajara, around there, in a hotel. Um, they worked at a at the hotel, my mom, she was a receptionist, and my dad, I guess he was a, um, how do you say, I guess the janitor, pretty much. Um, so they met there, and they they went out, you know, a couple stuff, and they eventually had me. Um, I, I had even asked my mom to, um, was I planned? Because I, I wanted to know if I was planned or if I was just like, uh, shit, we have no plan B's, you know, but yeah, they, they said I was planned, um, which was a little stupid to be a hundred percent on it, to be a hundred percent honest because they weren't married at the time. And I don't know how long they've known each other when they decided to have me, but yeah, so they decided to move to the United States. Uh, my dad moved first. Um, he ended up in Oregon, Tillamook, Oregon, and my mom followed soon after. Um, yeah, my mom, um, she was carrying me, like, in her womb the whole time. Uh, we, we arrived in the United States, um, around November. I think it was, a like, the Thanksgiving week, I think, what, what she told me. And that was of two thousand. That was a year two thousand. So we've been here, damn near nineteen years, just crazy. Or at least she has, you know. But then from there, um, someone took her to to Oregon to where my dad lived, and he already had a job. He already had a an apartment. He had like stuff ready for us, right? And which was good, you know. Um, we didn't want. Or especially my mom, she didn't want to be stressing about um, about us having a place to live, you know. And I, I thank them for that. For that. So after after some time, um, I was born on April the thirteenth. Um, by the way, that's a Friday. So yeah, I, I'm cursed with uh, bad luck for the rest of my life. <laughs> but. 
Yeah. That, that's kind of the story of like where um, I came from. And now, about a year later, after I was born, my mom and dad, they weren't really seeing eye to eye with everything, especially the financial issues, because my mom wanted to work. Um, she was always that type of person who worked. She had that mentality of wanting to work because if not, she would feel useless. You know, that that's kind of where I got that from. And... My, my dad didn't really let her. Um, he was more that um, that controlling type. Not controlling, but he wanted the, the female to be in the house taking care of the kid and the male to be out working, paying the bills. So a very typical or traditional Mexican way of living. You know, and my mom didn't like that. She was very independent. Um... She's always been independent, and she she's told me stories about her living in Mexico, that she had a job at, I think she was 13 years old. Um, she would make tortillas uh, for, for like, uh, small stands, and that's how she made money, you know? And she didn't really make money to, to like, go out and spend with her friends, um, even though sometimes she did. She mostly made the money to help out her mom, with bills because pretty much everybody in the household worked um so yeah my mom didn't like that so she decided to move um she moved to sacramento but she left me with my dad for a while because she wanted to make sure that she had everything ready right so she wanted to make sure she had a job that she had a car at least um, an apartment for sure. Just the basic living necessities, you know. And at that time, my one of my uncles, he was living here in Sacramento too. So my uncle, he really helped out my mom. Um, that's why I consider him a a father figure to me. Um, his name was Raúl. Um, that's why my little brother's named after him. Uh, part of the reason why, but he helped her out a lot. He helped her out get the car, her first two cars because her first car was stolen. Um, but yeah, her first her first car, um, and what else? Yeah, he he just helped her out a lot, especially with me. You know, um, he would sometimes take care of me when she went to work. Uh, he would buy me clothes and toys. You know. And I loved him to death, you know, like not just because he bought me everything, but because I felt the love that he had for for us, you know, and and just keep this in consideration. They were brothers, you know, um, he was the youngest out of all of them. And my sister, or, fuck, my mom, she was the, I guess, the second youngest. So she was older than him, but he was younger than her, pretty much. Um... So yeah, after a month, I came to live with my mom in Sacramento, and we've been here ever since. Um, and my mom, she wanted to, like, get away from my dad. You know, he she didn't want anything to do with him. But I I think this is all wrong uh, because I've asked my dad about this and I've asked my mom about this, and they always tell me different stories, but. From what I remember, my mom, me and my mom, we went to, we went back with my dad to live with him, but it didn't work out, so we came back, and yeah, it, it just didn't work out. Um, so we came back, and we've lived in Sacramento, I think, since two thousand two. Uh, to be hundred percent, I don't really know exactly the exact date we got here. Um, I don't think my mom does either, but we're here now, you know. So now for, I guess, my preschool, elementary school memories, right? I remember, so we used to live in an apartment. We, we've always lived in apartments, by the way. 
but I remember there's there was this like daycare slash preschool that was right next to the apartment complex. And I remember going in there for only one day. I, I don't know the reason why I didn't keep going. Probably because it was too expensive. Um, but I remember just being there for one day. And that's it. Only one day. It was a little crazy. Um, because I, I would ask my mom, so when are we going back, you know? But she, I don't really remember what she would say, but I'm pretty sure it was like, oh, um, there's a better place somewhere else, you know? And, like, I, I don't know why I remember that day, but I just do for some reason. It, I remember the craziest, not the craziest, but I remember the the least important things in my life. But at the same time, I feel that my mind knows what it should remember and it considers it really important later on. Anyways, um, but I, I kind of forgot what preschool I went to. I don't think I went to a preschool, to be honest. Um, but for kindergarten, I went to this um, school across the street. It was called Howe Elementary School. And I went there for kindergarten. And then for first grade, I transferred to a different school because we moved. So I went to this um, uh, first this elementary school called Greer, Greer Elementary School. It was right next to a high school, uh, Encina High School, which, was, by the way, one of the worst high schools in, in Sacramento. But we moved to uh, this street called Bell. That was our second apartment. Uh, I think, no, that was our third apartment. Yeah, that was our third apartment. And I was there for only a year. And then for second, for second grade and half of third grade, or part of third grade, I moved back to Howe Elementary School. And crazy enough, that's how I met Yvonne. Uh, because... We moved to a house, but not, we didn't live, I mean, we lived in the house, but we didn't pay for it. We lived in the garage of the house. So we were renting out the garage and it was next to how. So that's why I moved back. Anyways, um, since my mom would work pretty much all day, I would take the bus and Yvonne, he would sit in front of me and I remember he would try to bully me. Or he tried to make fun of me, but it never really worked. You know, I, I, I don't know why. Probably because I, I already, like, never really cared about bullies or people trying to make fun of me. I never really cared about what people thought of me, you know, at that young age. So, yeah, we, we kind of became friends from there. Um, he lived in a different, um, at a different location from where I did, but... I remember uh, the bus drop, dropping him off in front of the apartment. So after, I think it was mid third grade or I don't know, maybe a month or two into third grade, I moved into a brand new school. Like this was a brand new school that just opened. This was its first year. Um, it was called Aspire Public Schools. Um, at the time, it was just that because they technically didn't have a name for it until the following year, which was um, called Alexander Twilight um, College Prep Academy. Um, I, I don't know who the guy is, Alexander Twilight. I never really did the effort into finding out who he was, but I just knew that they named him after that, after that guy. Anyways, um, so third grade... I transferred to that school, and then I stayed in that school from third grade all the way to eighth grade, which was pretty crazy, not, not going to lie, long ass time, and to be 100% honest, I hated that school, I really did, um, I mean, I feel like everybody did, especially Yvonne, because he also moved, transferred to that school um, in sixth grade, and he graduated from there, so he 
he really knows what's up with that school. But, um, yeah, around fourth grade, I think. Maybe either late third grade or early fourth grade, I moved to the apartments where Yvonne lived. And at the time, I didn't really think much about it because, well, I haven't seen him in a while. And when when I saw him, we were like, oh, fuck, like you're living here, you know. And crazy enough, we lived literally two doors uh, across from each other, not across, but next to each other. So I lived in uh, 153. And I think he was in 151, if, if I remember correctly. Or 150, actually. Yeah, 150. And and then he moved downstairs, literally right below me. And then he moved, I guess, uh, an apartment complex, an apartment to the left. And that's where he's been ever since. And but what I find crazy is that we were in the same complex and in the same area like it was a small like circle patio and it had like a pool in the center and i remember like we would just hang out we would play there you know so good memories there to be honest and then also so back to uh, fourth grade fourth grade um, that's when I met Kobe. You know, I, I we weren't friends at that time, but we knew each other, and yeah, we we were just acquaintances, you know. And then Kobe in fifth grade, he moved to the same uh, to the same apartment complex as we did, and strangely enough, in the same location or in the same uh, patio uh, location. He lived literally right across from us. And that's how we all became friends. That, that's how we all met. That's how we all like started connecting with each other. Um, yeah, so for Yvonne, I've known him for damn near a decade already. Since second, third grade. Yeah. Yeah, it was second grade for me and third grade for him because he's a year older than me. And then Kobe, fourth grade. For both of us. So yeah, damn near a decade. I've known Yvonne. It's about to be a decade next year. Uh, for Kobe and I. And I also remember. There was this other kid. Uh, his name was Kane. And he lived right above Yvonne. When he. On his third move. And. I remember Yvonne presented Kane to me. Because Yvonne would hang out with Kane sometimes. And then Kane and I, we had a lot in common. So we would love to fucking play with Legos. We would fucking play video games. We would be pretending that we were in a fucking shootout. I don't know. Stuff like that, you know, uh, with Nerf guns. And, you know, it was pretty chill. Um, I don't know what happened between us. We, we just stopped talking. We kind of drifted off. I, I guess it was just like the age. I kind of grew out of everything. And he didn't. But he still lives in the same apartment. You know. Um, we see him now and then. But we don't really pay much attention to him. And then that that's kind of. I think that's kind of the reason why I started drifting. More towards Yvonne and Kobe. Because we had more in common. Like, Kobe and I, we would love to play sports. Um, that's kind of how I got into um, soccer. I never really was good at soccer until I finally met Kobe because he would always, like, play soccer. He was in a team, and that's kind of how I got into soccer. And Yvonne, well, he's just Yvonne. Like, there, there really isn't... It's not much to say, but... Like, we're very different. But the only thing that kind of... One of the things that, like, connected us was our past. Especially with our dads. Because he would... I remember that our past... Sorry. Our... 
our past stories with our dads were pretty much the same. You know, we would visit him now and then. Um, child support. Uh, our mom's not wanting us to see them. Uh, stuff like that. So we kind of like grew closer to each other because of that. And like we're damn near the same. You know, uh, we have a, a younger sister and then we have an even younger brother. Except in his case, because he's going to have a younger, younger brother and he has an older brother too. But yeah, there's that. Uh, what else? So yeah, we, we've been living in the same apartment complex since we've met. Um, I moved to a different apartment, which was like not in the same area, but we would still be able to like talk to each other. And this was during high school, which was at the same time bad because because of high school, we kind of stopped hanging out because I transferred to a new school and then transferred again to a new school and I moved to a different area. So we didn't see each other as off as often. And then Yvonne also started working, which made it even harder. So yeah, there was that. Uh, I guess I could start talking. I, I, I'm going to go back to, to my dad now. Um, so from what I remember, from what I remember my mom telling me is that my dad tried looking for us. Um, after a while and he wanted to see me like he wanted um, frequent um, visits he still lived in Oregon by the way and he wanted me to keep going and visiting him you know maybe once a month or something like that and my mom didn't really let him um, I don't really exactly know why maybe because she needed money for me to buy food or clothes or whatever. Or because she didn't want me to grow with him. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, especially at that young age, I felt that my mom just didn't want me to have a father. You know? Probably. Probably not. I don't really know yet. Um, so, I kind of grew a little bit of hatred towards my mom for that but anyways um so my dad got i guess a little pissed and he took my mom to court um that's where the child support comes in because my dad lost the the case um but he did kind of lie to the judge because he told them that he uh, injured his back, which was true. Um, he had um, like metal in his back to make sure it doesn't collapse in, on him on itself. And but he did lie about him not working. He did work. He did have um, income, but he lied saying that his girlfriend at the time was the one taking care of him, which was a lie. So. Instead of um, the monthly child support check being, I don't know, $400, $500, it, be, it was $90, I think. So my dad, uh, being hella stingy and cheap, he paid $90 a month for like the past 12 years um, just to see me. Or not just to see me, but just to keep his um, visiting rights, you know? And I, I didn't really, um, I, I guess, care much about it. Mostly, I guess, because $90 to me at that time was a lot of money, you know? Uh, I didn't really make any money um, unless my dad would give me some sometimes. And my dad, he would always, like, feed me ideas about... My mom only caring about money, never really caring about me. And I believed him, you know. He, um, he bought me into that lie. He would always buy me toys or gifts. He would always take me out to 
like amusement parks. Uh, we would always go out and have fun in the during the weekends that we visited each other. And I just got bought into his lies pretty much. Um, and to be fair, at the at at that time, I was pretty young, and sadly, very very stupid, you know. But because of that, like I said, I grew a lot of hatred towards my mom. And it was it was a little sad to be honest because, like, it's my mom, you know. Like you can't hate your mom. Like I don't know. Like me now as an eighteen year old that's gone through a lot so far. I see myself in the past. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! I would love to slap me. I would love to slap my younger self because I was just so fucking stupid you know and now you know it's me 18 year old versus um, me as a nine-year-old but funny thing is that I still have the mentality of an older kid you know um, at a at nine-year-old or sorry at nine years old I had a mentality of I had the mentality of a 12-year-old or 13-year-old. And my mom saw that. Um, I was very mature for my age. Um, and I guess part of the reason behind that was because my mom would always be at work. So I had to take care of my younger sister. Uh, I had to be the one focused on, on my future goals, you know. And... I, I guess I felt very alone, especially during that time. You know, even though I had Yvonne and Kobe as friends, um, I still very I still felt very very alone. You know, because I didn't really have anyone to talk to, except myself. So that kind of led to a wrong path, because because of that, um, I started believing that the reason behind my mom and dad separating and going to court and fighting 24-7 was because of me. You know, partially, it is because of me. Because, well, my dad is paying child support and my mom obviously needed more money from child support, but my dad didn't budge. So partially it was my fault, but it wasn't my fault if if that makes sense you know now that I see it but as a 12 year old I I just kind of fell into a hole saying no dude it, it is your fault you know so I fell into like a small depression um, because of that and I tried committing suicide um because I believe that if I was gone, the problems will just disappear, you know? I tried um, wrapping my, my wired headphones around my neck uh, twice, I think. And then I tried suffocating myself with a pillow once. Now, obviously, none of them worked. Um, because I guess something was pulling me back from doing it. Um, at the moment, I didn't really know what it was, but then like a few uh, years passed by and I kind of figured out why I didn't do it. And that's how me being very religious uh, came from. Um, I, I just believe that God had, had told me not to do it, you know, because he knew what I was capable of, you know, and that I haven't fulfilled my true destiny yet. Obviously, I still haven't. Hopefully not. I don't know. But I, I always told myself that he wants me to do better, you know. And I, I guess that's what stopped me from actually um, killing myself, you know. And even though um, my mom and dad, they were 
religious to an extent. Like my mom, we would always go to church every Sunday. My dad, not so often. And we were all Catholic. We we all prayed the same Bible. We all had rosaries. Um, when I went to visit my grandma in Mexico, uh, she taught me how to pray the rosary. And I just grew into that type of, um, into that family. But I've always believed that, or I've always thought that it was just, I don't know, something you believed in because of the fuck of it, you know? Um, now I don't. I, I really do think or believe that there um, is a God. But in my own in my own way, I don't want to get into that because um, it's my ideas of religion, or especially my religion, they're very different from the Catholic teachings of the of the Roman Church, and I know people would get mad, especially my mom. So that's why I don't get into that. Anyways, um, so now jumping back a little bit to the future. Um, for my senior year, or not my senior year, sorry, uh, my. Uh, high school years, freshman year, I uh, transferred to a new school. It was, it was like, again, brand new school. It was a charter school called Paramount Collegiate Academy. Um, I kind of dragged Kobe in with me because fuck it. Sadly, I couldn't drag in Yvonne with me because he was in 10th grade at that time and we were in 9th grade. And the school went from 6th grade to 9th grade only. So we couldn't bring him in. Anyways, um, so the school had promised us uh, technology teaching. You know, everyone had, like, their personal tablets. Um, we would have one-on-one -on -one uh, with the teachers, which was kind of true to an extent. Um, we would have shorter classes, which was true, but then it ended up being longer classes towards the end. And... It was just like very digital. Um, I, I know you heard of about STEM, S-T-E-M, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, right? But then with this school, they were very STEAM, which was uh, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Because they, they believed that arts was a very important part in the, um, in the STEM field. So they added the A to make STEM or steam whatever but yeah I hated that school it, it was very shit um, I I was a first-class president not not to brag like it's not really something for me to brag about because it, it was bad um, like the principal would uh, take me out of class just so I could give a tour of an eight of an a room building like it was literally eight rooms we had a small multi-purpose room which was probably about the size of a basketball court like just the basketball court itself um yeah we had like about eight rooms they were they were pretty small for traditional classrooms but for the amount of students that we had which was 53 in total or 13 or 12 seniors or freshmen at the time it was like it was fine you know uh, we had like TVs in every room we had Apple TVs in every room and then obviously the tablets for every student but anyways she would all like pretty much every day like three times a day she would pull me out of class just for me to give a tour and I got tired of it so I just said, you know what? No more. Fuck this. I'm not going to put my own um, academics in, in jeopardy just so I can give a fucking tour to some students that will not come, you know? And I started, like, just telling, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Um, and my mom, she worked... She worked there too. Uh, she was 
my mom, she was pretty much everything there. Not not gonna lie. At first, she was just like the like the front uh, desk office lady, you know. And then she would also be in charge of the of the cafeteria, the kitchen, um, you know, the food orders and everything like that. And and she did have experience because of McDonald's. Oh yeah, and by the way, um, her first job here in when we moved to Sacramento was at McDonald's. And after a year, after a whole year, she already became a, a general manager of, of the store. So, anyways, m- my mom she did that, and then after some time, she began doing so much more. She basically was the vice principal. She was basically the judge between um, the principal slash CEO versus the teachers because the teachers every teacher pretty much hated her, and that's why like half of the teachers left in the middle of the first year um what else yeah she, she was a counselor too a lot of a lot of students always went into her office and vented to her you know um I, I remember my mom telling me once that there was this girl that she was wanting to go talk to my mom in her office and that the principal was there and then she saw her, both of them saw her crying right and the ceo the principal she was saying oh do you want to step into my office and talk and then she's like no i want to talk to blanca um so she left and very like oh fucking fine then you know um so that was pretty funny because nobody liked her you know um she was very I don't know. I honestly don't know how to explain it. She was very controlling. She always wanted stuff her way, even though nothing worked. Um, so I left that school because I hated it. You know, academics were shit. Even those easy A's, um, first and second semester, all I had all I had to do was show up to class and. That was pretty much the easiest A A of my life. And, yeah, I just didn't like it. So, I transferred my sophomore year to this uh, private high school called Cristo Ray High School. It was pretty far for us. Um, So, we had to find a way to get to school, drop off the kids, and for my mom to get to work on time. And... I devised a a plan, a mapped out plan for my mom to follow every day my sophomore year for us to get to school on time, you know? And surprisingly, it worked. And I kind of like tell myself, oh shit, I did that, you know? Um, I was the reason why we all went to our places on, on time. You know, I had to be there, I think, an hour early but for mom for my mom to be um at work early or on time it was worth it you know um so i remember we would all wake up at six in the morning and then we would leave by six thirty ish and the drive to school was about 20 minutes depending on traffic so i would get there about around six fifty, maybe seven and then my mom would um, take a different route and she would drop off the kids and then it was another 20 minute drive obviously so she would drop them off um, at 720, 730 and that was a, about the perfect time for them to be dropped off and then at that time there was a lot of traffic so it took my mom about another 20 minutes just to get to work so she would get to work around 7.50 or 8, which was, again, on time. And I don't know, like for me, I just like, shit, I did that, you know? And yeah, well, we kind of followed that plan uh, all the sophomore year until junior year when I started driving. Um, and then towards the middle of junior year, I had my own car. So I drove that, you know. Anyways, 
Um, what else? High school, I guess. So there isn't really much to talk about in uh, in freshman year because it was pretty much all shit. Um, but I I did kind of date somebody freshman year. Um, she was my fourth girlfriend. Yeah, fourth. And yeah, it was kind of a little awkward to be honest. We only dated about a month, month and a half maybe. And we both went our separate ways, so we kind of broke up. We kind of broke up because of that. Then sophomore year, um, I was like, I didn't really want a relationship. Um, but at the same time, I really did. So um, I remember. Um, my first day, I met two girls, you know, like they, they were friends and um, they introduced themselves. They and we talked and I still consider them like one of the first two people who reached out to me in open with open arms. Right. Um, the first girl, her name was um, Crystal. So, Crystal, if you're hearing this, shout out to you. I love you, dude. Um, and. Oh, and by the way, she is in uh, Stanford, and I think she's like the only uh, person in the school's history to be accepted into Stanford, which is which is pretty fucking crazy. So congrats to her. And then this other girl named Maria Cruz, and these two, I guess they had a history of freshman year, so they kind of hated each other. And I was in the middle of it. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, ironically, I chose two of the worst enemies. And, yeah, you know, um, you know, they, they would, Crystal, she wouldn't really say much uh, about Maricruz. But Maricruz, she would always, like, try to make herself, I guess, seem better. Or I don't, not seem better, but... I know, she, like, she would explain to me, like, what happened between them. And, you know, I, I kind of, like, grew, I kind of parted myself away from Crystal. And, you know, that, that's kind of on me, you know. I, I shouldn't have done that because Crystal was one of my first friends. So that was fucked up on my part. But anyways, um, yeah, I ended up dating Maricruz, which was, it was nice, you know, not going to lie. Uh, we dated uh, seven months, I believe. Um, but yeah, we, we were just... I kind of forgot the reason why we broke up. But it may or may not have been important. I don't know. I, I don't remember. But, you know, she has a boyfriend now. She 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 seems happy and I'm happy for her, you know? Uh, we don't talk anymore uh, because we kind of um, like ended off in bad terms. So we haven't talked since the end of sophomore year. I mean, we've talked here and then, like not full on conversations, but we weren't on the track team, so we kind of had to talk. Anyways, yeah. So my junior year and senior year, I kind of spent alone. Especially my junior year, because um, with me dating Mari, I kind of got introduced into this big group of friends. We were, it was about 12 of us, and it was pretty fucking crazy, you know? Um, we were all friends. We were all hella chill with each other. Um, a lot of drama, obviously, especially with me and Mari, because apparently I was um, like having emotions for somebody for some other girl which I wasn't but I guess that's probably one of the reasons why we broke up maybe maybe not jealousy anyways um we had a big ass friend group but then by the beginning of junior year that friend group broke apart um like for their own reasons but partially because money and I broke up you know, half of them went with her and the other half with went with me. And then, like, all of junior year, for some reason, I kind of just pushed everybody away. Um, especially, the like, the first 
like the few friends that I actually uh, held on to after the breakup. So, yeah, that that was on me again, and yeah, I I did make new friends junior year. To be honest, um, uh, Sarai, she's one of my greatest friends. Uh, we started like talking to each other. She was part of the friend group, but we never really talked. Um, but we started getting closer to each other. Uh, we had create calculus together. And we would sit next to each other. We would fucking goof off. And yeah, not now I like consider her like one of my sisters, you know. And then I also met Alyssa, also one of my sisters. We got closer to each other. Um, well, we didn't really get closer during the school year. We got closer during, during the end of the school year. Um, so summer, during the summer. So that was pretty fun. Um, we hung out a few times. And then another uh, friend, Javier, Javi, um, we d- we did talk a lot, but once he moved to Merced for college, uh, we kind of stopped talking. So that kind of sucks. Um, and then I didn't really want a relationship, but I was open and open to them for a while, you know. So I was talking to a few girls here and there. And it was fun, you know, while well, it lasted. And then senior year came in, and I fucking hated senior year for some reason. But I guess part of the reason because I wasn't listed into the Marine Corps during that time. I enlisted um, the summer of senior year, if that makes sense. So 2018, I think. Yeah. I, I was enlisted June of 2018, or July, one of those two. I think it was July. But, yeah, I was enlisted, and then when I came back to school, senior year, when I told them, oh, I'm enlisted into the Marine Corps, everyone was shook because I had an entire plan of me going to college set since I was, what, nine, ten years old, and for me to say, oh, I'm going into the Marine Corps, they were all just like, what the fuck? So that, that kind of um, took them off guard, obviously. And like in my eyes, I saw it as a great way for me to like, get job experience for me to um, become an aerospace engineer, which was w- what I wanted at the time. And I didn't really pay much attention to my academics, especially not the college applications. Like, I did apply to six colleges, four of which didn't accept me. Only Sac State and UC San Jose, um, or San Jose State, uh, accepted me. But I didn't, like, reply to them. I didn't say anything. I didn't give them an answer. So, there was that. So, I guess going back a little towards the senior year. Um, because of the Marine Corps... After I swore in, after, so, after I swore in, wait, no, my bad. So, for every um, person that's going to get enlisted, they take them to MEPS, which is a military enlistment processing station, or something like that. And what they do is, they do an entire physical, you know, they check your whole body, um, make sure you're you're healthy, make sure you're perfect, I guess, in their standards. And you take the ASVAB, which is like the military test to make, to see, I guess, how smart you are pretty much. Um, So my ASVAB score was um, high enough for me to get into any job that I wanted to. And me wanting to be an aerospace engineer, I chose um, aviation. You know, I, I wanted to work with the airplanes I wanted to fix them. I wanted to eventually design them, you know? That was my dream. But when my physical came in, they saw that I was colorblind. I already knew this, but my recruiter told me that it shouldn't be a problem. So we went with it. And then once, um, 
once the results came in, they said, oh, you can't, because you're colorblind, you can't go into any job you want. So I'm like, well, fuck, you know, um, I went from having like 40 plus job options to only six. So that was the beginning of what I call my Great Depression, um, which just ended, I think, last month. So my Great Depression lasted an entire year because I remember I listed in, no, yeah, I enlisted and did my my maps. Um, July, but I didn't really think about it too much until November, when I when I was wanting to quit. So after that, um, my recruiter gave me like the job options that I had, and. None of them really interested in me, so I kind of fell into that little great depression, and I just wanted to quit. I wanted to leave the Marine Corps and just do something that I could do, you know? I didn't know what it was because for half of my life, I've always wanted to be an engineer, an aerospace engineer. So for me to get that taken away from me, that was just like, well, I have no fucking plan anymore, you know? But my recruiter did tell me, oh, you should go in as a chef, as um, as in food service. And I did, um, because I did like to cook. It was a hobby that I liked to do, and I already cooked at home, so I said, why not, you know? So I stayed with the Marines, but once I got to boot camp, it was different. It hit differently, you know, um, because it still didn't really fill me. I guess I, I didn't see myself in that position of being in the kitchen for the rest of my life. You know, I liked being in the kitchen. I love cooking. I love creating new foods. But I never really saw myself in that position of wanting to be, um, I guess, part of that big restaurant vibe. For the rest of my life right and also also felt like shit leaving because I remember the Monday that I left my mom she was crying she was bawling her eyes out on my chest and she was asking me to come back and to me that hurt a lot and I had that in my mind for the two weeks that I was there and I kind of just broke, you know, um, my, the way I like to put it is that my emotional pain turned into mental pain, which turned into physical pain in, in the form of a mental or an anxiety attack. I've had anxiety attacks, but not as bad as this one. Um, I was hyperventilating. I was shaking. I was, my head was like hot. I was crying, I was laughing, and the drill the drill instructors there, they were all kind of freaking out. So I went to the hospital that day, and then uh, they diagnosed me with um, adjustment disorder with anxiety, and they told me, yeah, you can't continue. At the time, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I don't care, I want to leave anyways, you know? And I left, and it was, when I came back, for a while it was good, um, but I kind of felt, not like a failure, but I didn't have anything to look forward to. Um, I, I came back July, like the 1st of July, and today is December 4th, so... I've been back for about five months now, and I just felt very, very lost. I didn't know what to do with my life because it was already too late for me to accept colleges, and I didn't know what to do because I, I've told myself, 
if the Marines didn't want me as an aerospace engineer, what stops Boeing or NASA or SpaceX from doing the same thing, you know? So that put myself, I put myself in what I said, my Great Depression. Um, and just shit started going south from there. Uh, and then my girlfriend at the time, she, she was also going to uh, National Guard. So we had about a month left together until she left. And I don't know. I felt very lonely when she left because I didn't really have anyone to talk to. Or now I do, but at the time I, did, I felt like I didn't really have anyone to talk to. Um, I had no one to go to. All, all I did was work, you know, I was working a full time job. But I, I just felt very lost. I, I felt very lonely. So it was just bad. So I'm, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but it took me a long, long time for me to one, accept what happened in my past and two, look forward to what the future has in waiting for me you know um like i said earlier i'm not the type of per so my ideals of of my religion is very different you know I, i've never believed that god has a plan set for you i never believed that i've always believed that god gives you the tools to make your own future to carve your to carve out your own path and the um, I guess how you say it the metaphor that I always had in mind was that I was using a shovel to move forward but instead I was digging down and I don't know it, it was some um, it was tough, you know. I, I'm still recovering from from all of that, you know. I have, I do have dreams now. I have aspirations. I have something to look forward to. But for the past five months, I didn't. And for me, that's bad, you know. Everyone would was telling me, "It's okay. You're young. You're 18. It's so it's okay for you not to know what to do with your life." And like, for me, no, it's not because I've always had a plan. I've always had something to look forward to i've always wanted to do something and now that i'm back i don't really know what to do i still don't really know what to do but i do have goals i do have aspirations i i want to do something with my life i want to do something great i want to help my mom out as best as i can i want to buy her first house that, that's one of my biggest dreams um I want to give my kids a better life than one my mom gave me. And I want to help humanity, you know. I want to do something big and very um, very meaningful to, to everybody, you know. Like, I want to be rich enough to where I can help others as best as I can, you know. Like I want to build, I want to buy an entire building just so I can house the homeless there, like rent free, and have like I don't know, like services for them too, like apply to jobs, um, school, healthcare, stuff like that, you know. And yeah, like I, I have plans now. I I have stuff to look forward to. And, you know, it, it's nice to, like, 2019 was not my year. It was one of the, it was the toughest year of my life. But the way I like to put it, no one in my life was ever there to tell me that you're, that you're not shit. You know, no one ever. You know, there have been people, but I never cared about that. It was always me. Who put myself down 
so I'll just end it there. Uh, you know, um, hopefully whoever listens to this can, I guess, I don't know, if it helps you um, listen to me and understand what I went through and what I'm doing to better myself, then dope, you know? It's it's great that I'm helping someone out, at least one person. I, I don't really um, care about who it is. As long as I help at least one person with this one one-hour podcast, um, I'm happy with it, you know? So I'll just end it at, at that. Um, so if you guys want to hit me up, um, you guys know our Instagram, our Twitter. Um, and, yeah. I'll... I don't know when I'll go. I'll be able to talk to you guys again because, again, like I was saying, the individual podcast, the testimonies. But I'll catch you guys soon. Peace out.